But we're consistently inconsistent. I wish somebody loved me as much as you love Fruit Punch Food Can I edit my list? (laughs) I had a salad yesterday. It was good. That's good. Where from? Proud of you, Chad. From uh, Brew House. It's cool that after, you know, six years or whatever that you guys stuck it out, you know, you really cared about the name that much. I got to tell you, here at Sonder, what we would have done... Feels like NASA's going to have a problem with this. Uh, Let's pick a new name. One of my favorite things you've ever said, Danny, is that Friday is a feeling. Yep. It's like vacation is a feeling. If you're worried about the dirt and the grime, the germs, whatever it may be on the outside of your lime, stay home, man. I get to see my boy DH this week. Nice. Uh, I lied. I lied next week. Tell him we say hey from the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I will. Uh, We're from all of Thunder. It's next week. I lied. But I'm excited. I'm so excited that I forgot I still have a week until I get to hang out with him. We're we're in like time travel. like Season? Yeah. Where like, I I never know what day it is. Uh, I have no idea how far or close we are to holidays or when I'm going home. It's just. Well, it's like a weird thing, right? Because once you start getting this close to the holiday, you just assume that most people most people in corporate America are not working. And then we got Joe Clark over here. Yep. I bet you've already shut it down for the year, haven't you? <laughs> shut it down a week ago, bro. <laughs> I blame it on Kato. Joe shuts it down in August. He's really? like, hey, guys, I'll see you in January. <laughs> I, I, I call it a rolling start into the new year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds about right, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we've got Chad over here who's, you never know what job he's doing. Could be delivering, could be selling, could be, you know, serving bar, I guess, like, you, yeah, you're pretty much yeah. you're pretty much locked and loaded for the rest of the year, right? Yeah, shutting it down is a, a laughable phrase right now. Yeah, right. yeah, I feel that. Yeah, um, but all right. So I already I already kind of alluded to it, but we got our man Joe, Joe Clark over here. Um, we we want to just kind of get out here and just finally let the world's worst secret, worst kept secret, out there and and just talk about it, right? Um, and and that's Revel. So uh, Joe, Revel was obviously the core or key sponsor for the Sondra and Friends Oktoberfest this year for good reason. Um, it's, we're definitely entering into uh, a business partnership of, of incredible magnitude. It's more like a marriage. Um, fortunately, you and I don't fight like husband and wife might, so that's, uh, I feel like it'll be a good marriage. Um, stepbrothers. We fight like stepbrothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Whenever you get mad at me, you're just going to go mess with my drum set. Did I, we just become best friends? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Which goes back years and years. We might, we may or may not get into today. But um, why don't you just, from a really quick high level, um, we, we've seen, we've all seen, unless you've lived under a rock and you're a fan of Sonder, uh, you've seen it's a co-working space and tap room, mm-hmm. right? Yep. What does that mean? So the, the cool thing about the building is how every piece is different, but they all play together. Yep. And, and so at the, at the genesis of this whole planning thing, I will tell you, and a lot of people don't know this, but the co-working thing came later. And that's actually going to be our biggest revenue point. But the, the main motivation for this, and this is not teed up just for today, literally 
Justin, you'll remember this, but um, this was this was whole, all created because we wanted to create a nice situation for Sonder. Dude, this is this is what what most people don't know. Even probably uh, friend of the show, Chad, and uh, my co-host here. Uh, what, even even these two. <laughs> what even these two probably don't know is this is over two years in the making between you and I. Yes, I was um, I was sitting at the chicken joint. I'll never forget this. In August, I was with my son. We just won a big baseball tournament. We were celebrating at the chicken joint. And I looked down, and it's it's Neff, and I'm like, uh, "Honey, I got to take this." Yep. And so I had had an offer in, and, and unbeknownst to me, it was being mulled over and and and, and questioned in terms of which offer they wanted to take on the building next door. Well, it turns out uh, Justin had some some information that I didn't have. I think we can say that, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and he said, uh, "Yeah, if you don't mind, um, I know we're we're good friends. I want to be better friends. Will you will you uh, will you make sure you get this offer done?" Yep. Yep. <laughs> so. Um, we won't get into what we thought was going to happen over there. But anyway, so I said, give me five minutes. I literally said, give me five minutes. And I stepped away, and I, and I made the call. I said, guys, we, I need to know where we, where we stand with this. What's going to push it over the top? And it turns out my guy called, called the, uh, the group that was selling the building. And within 10 minutes, um, it was all basically done in a verbal contract. And within 24 hours, it was uh, sitting on my desk to sign. And it was a little scary, I got to tell you, because, you know, that was, that was a tough year already. Yep. August of, 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 of death year. Yep. Right. And, and so I, I had to guarantee that personally, cause it was going to take weeks for me to get the contract changed over. Hey, you're, to the you're like me, you know, this, like what's another personal guarantee at this point? Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> stand in line, bro. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I yeah. did kind of think that, you know, like, <laughs> Oh, I know I'm guaranteeing like, yeah, you're like yeah, fourth right. in line. So yeah, <laughs> have fun. Um, so, and we did. And, and the great thing was, is, and I always feel this way is when you get the right people in the room and you have the right vision, good things will happen. And you know, you'll make some mistakes too, but the way that this has all happened since then, it has morphed in so many ways. And so all the people that are in there, the way that we had it was our fundamental leases our more uh, standard leases, seven, 10 year leases for companies um, that are going to work there, which by the way, will also feed the co-working relationships, the event space that's going in. Um, but those really cover the debt service. And then, and then the big pieces are the, the tap room, which is ridiculous. Um, the tap room event center and co-working, it really becomes, it becomes the gravy, if you will. And it's going to serve Saunders family more than anybody even realizes right now, but they'll see it's going to be pretty, spe- pretty special place. Oh yeah. And it, it won't take long for people to see that either. Once this, gets more public and people, people begin to have more access of the vision and then the vision coming to life. For those, I, I realize we, we probably haven't even outright said this. We've alluded to it. For those that don't know, uh, the Revel business and, and the building itself will be the building that is adjacent to the current Sonder parking lot. So mm-hmm. it, it will very much feel like a campus to our consumers and to your fans and our fans alike. The, at, at the genesis of it, you mentioned the co-working space is kind of an afterthought. At the genesis of it, you and I had beers frequently together anyway, but two years ago or whenever it was at this point, and we're talking about it, and, and I'll never forget you saying, listen, you need events, and you have, a, you have an empty building here. Why aren't we trying to make this work? And so we initially start talking about it, and, and as you kind of alluded to, there ended up becoming a little bit of a demand on the building, and, and you made it happen. But Really, what Revel is 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 um, not just co-working space. It's not just event space. It's not just 
the really cool uh, golf simulator you're going to have in there, which I know you and Chad are working on some really cool opportunities <laughs> there. Really, what Revel is, is it's an extension of what the consumer already knows as Sonder Brewing, which mm-hmm. is what I'm excited about. That's why when you come in, you know, Danny and, and, and Jen and Macy, our marketing team has been working on co-branded merch, um, you, which you see on the glassware now. What Revel is, is not just co-working space, not just event space. It's, it's part of what will eventually become part of the Sonder brand, I think. It started um, and I, that and way. And I know that I know that you're working on that as well. Yeah. Sorry, Justin. No, it yeah. started that way. And um, yes, Chad's going to be the ambassador for the golf leagues. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, that's right. Just, and to get, just to get free greens fees. That's all. <laughs> <I'm trying. laughs> He's also going to be the ambassador of funding my kids' college after we play a couple rounds. Uh, I'm Ooh. just kidding. Ooh. 50 cents at a time. <laughs> say, Chad, Chad big, plays in a lot higher stakes than Chad, I Chad, big I dollars here. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking dollar yeah. skins, full carryovers, right. far better to win. Um, so, but, it, you know, at the very beginning of it, it's funny because it was like, and I, I don't even know if you guys know this, but, like, Justin and I had this conversation, literally drinking beer, having a meeting about um, all, basically all your employee benefit stuff that we were talking about, yep. which is what I do for my day job so and we looked over at that building like this thing's been sitting here for forever why are we not attacking this why are we not pursuing this and for me i will tell you i was one of the first basements he held his investor meetings in and it was pretty neat to see the vision of what and i just did it as a friend and entrepreneur because i knew jen just met justin october 8th 2016 fun fact and that was that was a fun night we actually drank a ton of um spotted cow glaris yeah so and, and so we had that meeting so to see all of this manifest has been amazing but to now watch not just how how the brewery started and how, but to see this rebel building it was always done as a partnership in my mind yep. it was never not one person involved in this project is using this income for their main income it's all passive income so everybody is patient and and watching it grow and not only that but the fact that it did take a lot of time allowed things to grow the right way because i'd rather be you know very patient how we build it and we don't have to go back and redo things. So the time that's gone by, we've added certain things like our, our bourbon room with the lockers in it for our key people in the co-working, um, the design of your of the tap room. I mean, when people when the when the investors of your of your brewery and your and your clients see that that tap room, that tap room will host as many events as the event center itself, and it's got an outdoor space. So just the nuances that have gone into it in, into the intelligent design. Man, it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's going to free you guys up. The whole thing was when you had to lock up your, your, your tap room, you had people knocking on your door wanting to taste your beer. You lost brand power because they couldn't come in because you, you got a, a deal you couldn't refuse from P&G or whomever, and you had to shut your tap room down. Yeah. And now you got a tent that helps, but th- that's going to be best of both worlds. It, it is. And what it, what it then, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people kind of piecing the dots together. But at the end of the day, that, that tap room inside the Revel building there will be signage. There will be Sonder signage. That tap room is an extension. It's it's another Sonder tap room. Yes. It's not. We're not going to have beer outside of Sonder. It's Sonder beer over there. It'll be our team that'll be staffing that. So it'll be an extension of the the team members who are already serving you beer here. That'll be serving you beer over there. If this tap room becomes too full, or if you want to have a private event over there, um, or if you don't want to have an event in a tent outside, right? And mm-hmm. so what it does is it becomes a space that is. Um, uh, on brand for who we are in addition to what we've currently got um, or the ability to potentially have a wedding there or a corporate event or now 
by the way, maybe have your everyday office there in a co-working space. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh, it, with some really cool features, right? Um, yep. it's, it's, it's really a full 360 approach that, by the way, to your point, we're taking the appropriate amount of time to get, to get done. It's, it's nice to tease it, but, um, you know, I get asked all the time, as I'm sure you, you clearly do, is like, well, when's this going to happen? It's like, it's happening. Daily, I yeah. get asked. It's yeah. happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, thing, it's happening in the appropriate amount of time. Yeah. The thing that I'm excited about is you said it earlier, Justin, you know, the, the Sonder campus. In, unless you work at P&G, Apex, or like one of the like surrounding buildings, you're probably not walking here, right? It's a destination spot. You have to plan to come here. You're not stumbling on it, right? Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But you, the fact that, you know, soon here we'll have more reasons for this to be a destination and more people on this campus, the more touch points we're going to have with the consumers, the more familiar consumers are going to be with the Sonder brand and how tied in we're going to be with Revel only helps both parties because, you know, the Sonder recognition helps you guys off the rip and then people coming to this place and getting more familiar with us helps both of us a ton. So I'm really excited to, you know, have some different types of events over there and, you know, whether people are co-working over there, having meetings, whatever it is, and them coming over here afterwards, whatever. There's just thousands of opportunities for both of us to succeed and have this campus feel, which is going to be really, really fun and help it be that destination that people want to go to in Mason. Yeah, synergy is the word, right? Mm-hmm. The, the amount of synergies is, is uh, endless. And by the way, not the end, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of unused space that continues down that way mm-hmm. that just continues to, to be a part of all of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I can speak from firsthand experience. It does not stink to just walk up from your desk and there's a tap room. Yeah. Yeah. Good my, point. That's, that's my, not a bad thing. My we running. all get to be you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, can, I can also speak on firsthand experience. That's not a selling point. <laughs> My running bit is that, like, happy hour for us is like a staircase away. Yeah. It's, it's a, the best. It's a great line. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's a lot of people's kind of dream. I don't want to say dream, but, like, it's a, it's a great perk, right? Yeah. Hey, we do – people listening, we do still work here. Yeah. We, we still work here. That's my least favorite fallacy. Wait, I thought, we shut, I thought we shut it down for the year. <laughs> no, no, no. That's just, that's just Joe. Oh. <laughs> why, is, why is hydration so frowned upon? <laughs> my, least favorite, my least favorite thing – like, is that people think we don't work because we work at, like, we work somewhere that's fun. It's oh, yeah. Like, it's kind of the opposite. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I read, we I work read a lot because we work somewhere we, that's fun. We, listen, we party hard, but we, we work, work hard. hard. Yeah. yeah. You know what's uh, crazy is you, I saw this on LinkedIn today. It was, it was a guy who, who basically made the comment of if you're, if you're that eager for time to recharge during the holidays, then you're obviously in a work environment that wears you out and is probably toxic. Right. You it's know, so like, true. I, I, like, for me, um, I joke around about the August thing. I mean, I, I don't, I can't remember a day. I mean, I literally have health issues because of the stress that I take on. Yeah. And, and so it's like, but I do it because I, I love, I live for that thrill and I'm an entrepreneur at heart, you know, but it's, it's, this is, for, you should celebrate what you're doing. Yep. Like I, I, I'll tell you, I love what I do in the financial planning world because I get to make a huge impact in people's lives. But this building has been one of the most exciting things I've ever done. And it's really because I can't wait to see what it does to people's lives. You guys are talking about being a stairway, a staircase away from a from a from a tap room. I mean, imagine having three hundred people at co- in a co working space that were never here before, right? And now they know your brand, and they have a place that they can call home. These co working places, this whole model is not going anywhere because it creates a better environment. 
you know, everything is driven by dopamine levels mm-hmm. and it, good and bad. Right. So when you're around people that make you happy, that ma- make you laugh, whether it's like me, you know, uh, obviously just the name Cato, both the human being and the beer make me smile. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if you have things that, that you surround yourself with Monday through Friday, there really isn't a weekend. If you really think of it that way, you know, yep. and, and that's what we're building. I agree. This campus feel bringing people in. They're going to see your brand, and they've never seen it before. And they're going to, we're going to have glycol lines run in four different areas of this building. So they're going to be surrounded by freaking beer all the time, whether they like it or not. But it's really about building something that people enjoy Monday through Friday as much as they do Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, yeah it's not about uh, getting to the point of, of relaxation when you love what you do, right? And it's, I, I always hate, I think I've said this on the podcast before, I hate when people are like, Love what you do, and you'll never work another day in your life. That's crap, right? Just, just love your work, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and it's work, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you love your work, that's different than uh, working to get to a point of, of needing to get to the weekend, right? right. Friday's a feeling. We all know that around here. Mm-hmm. But Friday, Friday being a feeling can still consist of doing something you love. And that's, right. what, that's what I find, like this, this fallacy of, you know, Find something you love and you never work. Like you're just setting yourself up for. Was a trust fund baby that said that? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they don't have bills <laughs> that's and stress. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> and people they may have to fire. You know, like, exactly. Somebody right? that was born on third and thought they hit a triple. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. come on, there, come certain, on, yeah. come on, Jimbo. I'm not a Buckeye fan. That was kind of funny. <laughs> 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 um, so what's so what's what's next? Right. So. Just give us through, and I'm not looking for timing, but what is mm-hmm. what are the next steps to this getting to opening day? Is it so? Obviously, there's construction, and then it's. It, are, are you guys at the point or close to where you're going to be scheduling things out soon, or what does that look like for y'all? So, since we're not on TV, I want to paint the picture of what's happening right now. I can't talk because I'm smiling so big because Chad's pouring me another Cato. Not uh, well, by the way. No, no, that, I wasn't going to say anything. That's. That's uh, listen. I'm in sales. I'm not a bartender, <laughs> but I still love you for pouring it. All yeah. right. So um, where we're at in, in this in this uh, world that we're in right now, I notice he poured his perfectly though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that did work out just perfectly in your favor. Yeah, you poured um, with very little foam at the a, top. I have a Belgium dip. <laughs> um, so, um, so. Uh, it's not just the delays that have naturally happened. And, and the in- interesting thing is, um, you know, a lot of these delays that we've been dealt over, over the last 12 months. So if you guys remember back, uh, going back 10, 12 months, I mean, everything in construction, lumber, um, floor joists, anything that you really needed, PVC piping. Now I hear that roofing is, is a real issue. Uh, but steel was, was the big thing, right? So we ha- we've had people step up during this project. Ironically, clients of mine, friends of mine, who said, uh, what's this project you have going on? So she actually came here and did a fundraiser, uh, giving on a prayer, because um, she had one of her, one of her kids um, had leukemia. They, they found that, she, that he had leukemia at a young age, and so she's really involved in leukemia and lymphoma and does a great job still being active here. But So she knew of Son- the Sonder brand, even though they live out east, and said, oh, this is, I love that area. What are you doing? I said, look, we'll sign a letter of intent. Let's do what we got to do to get the steel. We'll guarantee it, but we need to, we need to have a date because the big thing is knowing when the steel is going to arrive. Right. Without the steel, we can't do 80% of our construction. 
So people like like Lauren and Adrian that have stepped up and, and the groups that have stepped up and our, and our group of, of, of owners have stepped up and been unselfish and patient during this process have allowed us to properly work through it. But the one thing that has been delayed a little bit more is when you walk through financing. So sure. even that slows down. And you remember that back in your day. Now imagine like for us, you know, we're coming in this as a, as a, as a new entity but we're laying out a proven track record of an industry, which is the co-working and event space. Mm-hmm. But banks don't care how good the industry is or how good the market is if you don't have any history in it. Yep. So we've had to be very creative in how we structure the financing, how we've been doing everything that way. Um, however, we own the building free and clear, which is nice. So we've been, we've been uh, by design, patiently working through that process to make sure that we're maximizing everything. Because knowing we already have the steal date on the calendar – we don't have to be in a rush. The, the, big, the big problem, usually people, when they need steel or they need lumber or whatever, they have to get their financing approved first. We actually went ahead and solidified that through personal relationship, which allowed us to slow down on making mm. sure that we're walking through the financing package. So once that's done, we're, our hope is still that the steel goes up at the end of January, early February. I know you weren't asking for deadline. And our, I'll just tell you, our goal is, you know, Q3 going moving into Q4 being fully open and ready to go because that gets us into like late summer, fall, winter where we can uh, start putting some events on on the on the calendar and get people involved. And before then, a lot of other fun stuff. So it'll be about an eight month project, beginning in in Q1. Correct. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what 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 does that look like for your co working space? So. Have you guys already begun that piece, or is it? Uh, are you kind of waiting to to schedule that out? So, uh, in, ter- in terms of if if I'm listening to this right now, and I'm saying, "Hey, I would like to reach out to Revel because I know at some point, 2023, I'm going to need office space." Mm-hmm. Um, a, how would they do that? And B, is that something you guys are entertaining as we speak? We are. So here's the cool things that the, the packages that we're working on right now. So even from your Oktoberfest. You know, we've got a really good group, as you, as you know. Um, Christina Forrester and Josh Powell have been killing it. Um, and we also have Kate Merrill as a part of that, 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 that marketing team as well. Um, but in terms of full-time, you know, Christina and Josh have been pumping stuff out. Um, and, and, uh, and, and Kate's going to end up, you know, becoming a, a bigger part of the team as we, as we move into opening doors and, and leasing and things like that. But um, our boots on the ground have been marketing. And even the QR code marketing, where we're driving people from – the Oktoberfest, we did two golf outings to hit younger people that we knew would be in the suburbs. Um, they're already visiting the site. So, you know, the site's reveldeerfield.com. Uh, and, and so people are going. They can actually do a virtual walkthrough of the space. And we've got a finite number of private offices in that co-working space. And we have, uh, I mean, there's a finite number of everything, but, like, the drop-ins are a little bit more um, open-ended, if you will. But people are, are going on to reserve that now and, and basically securing their application uh, with, with a letter of intent, basically, is what it is. So it's a one month of whatever their month is, and they can put that down as a deposit to secure a right of first refusal on, on their space. So, And who are they reaching out to, or how do they do that? So uh, going through the website, we're on social media, too. We're on LinkedIn, we're on Instagram, and we're on Twitter. Uh, I'll have all of that linked in the uh, episode description, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And, and and it's like that's that's really where we want it. We've We've – not been aggressive in that by design because we don't want to get overly flooded with it because this space is, is just incredible. So, um, oh my gosh, my man, my hero, <laughs> Chase, I love you, Chase. I love Kato. Uh, 
<laughs> Joe, we so. we feel like you're one of the like eight people that drink Cato, but you guys drink it enough that we weren't. I think we I think we provide enough for five thousand people. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I have large humans that drink it too. Sorry, so go uh, on. yeah, but um, so so we're 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 slowly dripping that because we know we're going to hit uh, critical mass quickly because of how nice the space is. And so what people are doing is they're going on and looking at that, trying to preserve that. And then what we're also doing, we noticed is these co working spaces used to be individual things. Now they're corporate things. So yep. these corporations are realizing I'd rather buy 10 memberships for my key people and, and I pay the bill yeah. and we don't have to have a big space. So we're doing corporate memberships where they, it's actually five memberships for a certain uh, you know, price tag. We've got all these packages all done, sealed, and ready to go. Um, and what it does is it gives them certain levels of benefit. So with the simulator, with the bourbon room, with the you know some of the discounts they get on the event center. So um, that's really what we're approaching is uh, approaching as both business owners and individuals right now, but slowly because we don't want to overdo this right away. Yep. yep. Uh, you said drop-ins. Is that the uh, like the kind of the term that you're using for the folks that don't really have a a, a set office there? They just kind of come and go as they please. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And it's crazy because it doesn't cannibalize. Like, so we have Cohatch right down the street. Right. I don't I like. I, I don't even mind promoting them. Honestly, I mean this, and that, I don't mean that in an arrogant way. But most places, it's almost like LA Fitness. Why do you see a gym on every corner? Right. Because people have five gym memberships, depending on where they are in that moment. I live in Oakley, but I work in Mason. Well, they mm-hmm. usually have a gym membership at both places, or one that transfers over. Yeah. Right. But nobody has a place next to Sonder. And, and, I'm, and I, I know I'm here, and you know I'm partial to Sonder. But, like, this is – you cannot replicate this location. Yep. And by the time the space is done, the space is tremendous. So we are, you know, really trying to figure out how that looks. But it doesn't really cannibalize the other co-working spaces because people generally have multiple spots. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't want this to come off as, you know – that anything about COVID was good, but if you try and like look at COVID with a glass half full perspective, one of the things that could do that is, you know, moving on from what, in my opinion, was an archaic view of, you know, office work and, you know, corporate working, right? Of you need to be in the office from eight to five because that's where everyone works and it's community and whatnot. Uh, and now with how much how much success companies had with people working from home over the last two years, you realize you don't need to be pouring a ton of money into a big corporate building. You can have a more realistic and honestly more creative and more inviting space like a co-working space you're investing your money into and it's flexible and it's you know it's more modern and I think that we're gonna see, you guys are going to be one of the first, not maybe not one of the first, but like one of the places in this area that does that. And we're going to see a lot more of it, you know, as this trend keeps going. And I think that you have a massive competitive advantage by getting it up when you are. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. And, and I will tell you, you know, it, it's just like here, you know, I didn't, I knew, I knew Justin, what were we going on? Four years? Uh, Almost five. What was the it'll date? Be, it'll be six years in 2022. Okay, so just I'm over five total years. denial. 2020 didn't count, by the way. Just, just over five years. We've we've known or, each other. or it counted yeah. for five years. Or One yeah, or yeah it, was a, it was a dog year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, yeah. So you know, like you know, you you guys are new addition. I didn't, I didn't even know you at the beginning of, of all this, at yeah. least well, right? And and you came on a little later, right? Uh, I've been with the company since February of 2019. So I'm coming up a on few. Three years. You're coming up on three years. A few yeah. months after we opened. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep. So, so like, you know, you think, but about- what's crazy, Joe here, here, uh, here's where your mind just went. That's crazy to think about. Our first meeting was two year two years before we ever opened. I know. Right. And you know, what's really amazing about it is there were a lot of people writing checks without ever tasting beer and they're <laughs> buying a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> think about yeah, it. Yeah. We, like we, that- I'm really proud of the vision that we cast here and, and that it, that it has come to fruition. Right. It was amazing. The first, you know, the first time I ever tried a beer, I'll never forget this, was right out on this side when you guys had those little temporary coolers, and it was yeah. it was the hazy IPA. I guess maybe now that's you betcha. Yeah, it was. But, it was the pilot of you betcha. Yeah, yeah. So I remember that vividly. But um, I gotta say though, like this is so we have a lot of really good partners in our in our controlling group. Um, so the Revel Building Group is its own group of, of of partners, and they. By the way, you talk about a patient group. In, in and of their own right, they're obviously very, very successful, you know, but they bought into this. And a lot of that reason is because of Sonder. You know, in fact, a lot of the questions I answered earlier, you know, with them earlier in the process was, um, you know, we want to make sure that everything that we're doing is propping Sonder up. So if, if a Sonder investor is listening to this, don't think anything other than the fact that everything that's going on has always had Sonder in mind. We're not selling beer. In fact, we won't even own our liquor license. We're just we're creating a new tether to new people for Sonder. We're creating a new channel of distribution, and for us, you know, the work that's gone into it. Though I got to call two people out that have been huge, and that's PJ Malloy and Tara Kephart. Yep, Phil Howard. So you know, those are those are two of my partners, and and that's not to take away from any of the other partners, but us three together. I mean, we've sat and we've been on every single call, every meeting, literally every week since you and I. You know, talk back in August of 2020, it's been a 23 hour week job. Yeah, sure. Just sure. to work through this. And, but and PJ also and, part and of the Saunders family as well. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and yeah. Since, since the beginning. Yeah. The, the crossover of, of um, investors that you have and partners and, and Revel is amazing. Uh, what about the building itself? So um, if, I'm, if I'm listening to this right now, if I'm a consumer out there, uh, a lot of this work that's going to be done is inside. How would I know driving by, hey, there's stuff going on. Uh, will, the, will the exterior facade change at all? Will it be souped up a little? Will there be additional signage? What, what will that look like? Yeah, so, um, so we have uh, two phases of how we're working this with the architects. Um, so phase one, that, that mezzanine that we're putting in is going to add a – basically we can't call it a second floor, but it's a, it's a mezzanine level, okay? Um, that's not me. That's a, that's a coding issue, a uh, code violation issue. So um, when that pushes out, when you're looking at the front of the building, I'm, I'm pretty good directionally. My wife's going to be like, which way is north and south? But, like, if you're looking at the building, um, she would agree to that, too. Yeah. It's all right, Rebecca. I don't, I don't know all that well either. <laughs> so literally we're driving. She says left. I immediately turn right. Uh, so when you're looking at the building, the left of it is actually north and the right of it south. So we're pushing the mezzanine out to the south. And um, so I'm getting I'm, I'm going to I'll give you the high level so that when that pushes out, phase two is going to be that there, there's going to be a rooftop on top of that that will create an aesthetic that's pretty neat. I mean, I don't care anywhere you go when you see umbrellas and lights and things like that. Yes. It creates a mood. Right. And not only that, but it's going to have a little bit of a, of a panoramic view and it will face where Kings Island is as well. So you'll be able to see some Kings Island fireworks and things of that nature. But it will also feel interactive with Sonder. You talk about a campus. Mm-hmm. Now below that will be the um, somewhat of a patio area, where if we want to open up the doors from the event center, there's an outdoor area where you can walk out, enjoy it. I know if people want to smoke or do whatever they need to do, that's a little area where you can you can gather outside. 
Um, so you'll start to see uh, uh, subtle changes. Yes, there will be uh, color changes, um, a little bit of the facade change. But honestly, we don't have to compromise a lot. The biggest compromise you'll see on the north end of the building is we're adding some windows because we want the co-working space. When you look at it, sure. it's odd. There's no windows on the yeah. second floor or the, the mezzanine level. Yeah. Um, so that will start to happen. And then along with some of the landscaping. So, you know, things I'm learning along the way or what, what's code for how many parking spots you can have consecutive without a without yep. a, some sort of landscaping feature. So you'll see some indoor and outdoor changes. And we'll probably start to see those probably close to when the, the ground thaws out and things and becomes more of an outdoor project. Yep. And before then, it'll be a really good indoor project because all four walls and all the footers are in. So Yeah, that's what, really nice. You don't have to deal with the elements too much. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, during the colder months, sometimes it can feel like the Sonder tap room is just, you know, the four walls that you see when you walk in. But I'll tell you what, on like a beautiful day outside, when you, we open those garage doors, like – the whole damn outdoor area feels like the Sonder tap room and it's yes. great. And all we literally did was just open some garage doors. Yep, yep. Uh, like those go so far and it's, it's really an inviting thing to like have available. I think it's gonna be really cool. Yeah. And even where we position the Sonder brewing area, which I believe is going to be the sours. I think maybe uh, we we're, we're still kind of uncertain on it fully, but small batch, sour, whatever it might be. Yeah. We will have an element of production in that, in that building. Uh, on a small scale. So mm-hmm. um, as we begin to expand upon our barrel program, our bottle releases, our limited small batch stuff, whether that be sours or our clean barrels, uh, potentially some R&D stuff, small batch production, uh, which will have uh, a very visible uh, element to it from the tap room that will be in there. That's, well. a, that's a nice little nug for the listeners. Yeah. I, if, if nothing else, if you don't need a co-working space or an event space, like at a minimum, be excited about uh, us having a little bit more flexibility with the beer we're making because of the Rebel building. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even, and I'm glad to hear you say that, and certainly not um, going to pigeonhole you into this, but, like, doing the small batch stuff, you think about it, are you really going to not want to have people be able to walk through there and see what you're doing? Like, yeah, that, I know the sours, you can't do that. So, you know, because um, I know it's calibrated differently. But for that, you know, we even have it where the people in the co-working are going to be able to look down and see the the, the Sonder Brewing area. Yeah. And it's adjacent to both you know, where the golf simulator is and the tap room. So you talk about a unique harmony around everything that's going on. Oh, by the way, we haven't even talked about the test kitchen. You know, adjacent to the yeah. tap room is a full-on test kitchen for mm-hmm. Zinc Food Service Group, who PJ Malloy runs, you know, their, their sales division. And we're going to be able to literally, if you were having a party, you could have a chef come in, prepare the food, have your own private tap room. And oh, by the way, just open up the golf simulator room. Yep. You know, you could do the rehearsal dinner and the wedding. So there's so much here that, that can happen. And Zinc is a, is a freaking lease-paying client. Yeah. Your, your yep. experience building, which is very, very cool. Like, yeah, that's right. You know, that's you, right. And that, that resonates, and it goes farther, right? Like, you know, there's plenty of event spaces around town, but when you create a unique experience for people, that makes them want to come back and recommend it to their friends. And, oh, yeah, I saw, you know, one of the Sonder Brewers brewing beer while we had an event here the other day. Like, mm-hmm. that's just a cool thing to be able to say. You know, it's a talking point. It's a selling point. Um, it's and it's frankly insanely unique. So mm-hmm. I think that's really really cool. Yeah. What what I already know Chad's answer. I'll let you say it. But Danny, uh, when this project is done, mm-hmm. of all the things this adds to what we currently do, whether it be personally or professionally, what are you most excited about with this building? Um, professionally, I think like like I said earlier, I think that uh, just getting people on campus is really really exciting. Like yeah. I think that. 
the more ways you can reach a consumer, the more likely you are to grab them, right? And the more, you know, it. I, I want Sonder to feel like a home for the people that, you know, work, play, and revel in the place across the street. Did I do that right? That was well that. done. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like uh, bonus like points. Yeah. I, I Marketing. Want, yeah, I want, hey, I'm he's drink, our guy. Don't I'm try to hire him. He's a drink of Kato. <laughs> I want it to feel cohesive, right? And, it, and it's going to. And I think because of the intentionality of it, um, I, I want the buildings to be fluid and work together, not make them feel like they're two separate things. And I think that's just a really, frankly, a great opportunity for both. Um, Personally, I'm hoping I get invited to the golf simulator. That sounds <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> Chad, what about you? You have to give both since I already know you're personal. Yeah, uh, I would say professionally, it's kind of along those lines. But um, first, I want to get the word right. Are we calling them tenants, or what are the uh, like the folks that I don't want to members? Use? Members, okay, mm-hmm. right? Nice. You know, I want to make sure that I'm yep. using the right the right words here. So the members there, getting to know them, right? Because they are. Essentially, they're going to be part of the family as well. It's a community. Right? It's, it's so true. And, yeah, you know, so true. It's an opportunity to meet 300-plus new people that are part of the Sonder family working at the Sonder campus. Part and of the just, Sonder story. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. right. And just building the relationship with those people is really exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a personal level, it's, yeah, it's running a golf league. Plain and simple. You're in. I mean, you and I have talked about this every time I see you. This is what we're talking about, right? Um, Chad doesn't even really like you. He's just getting in (laughs) in with you just to try to run a golf league. You don't have to (laughs) like me. It's okay. You know, know I'm just. He might feel the same about me, but he just wants some schmuck to run his golf league. (laughs) No, I actually really like you. (laughs) I'm just. And your beard is better than mine. He does have. I mean, yeah. I think you guys are cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, that was one question I had because you and I have talked, and we're both we're both baseball guys and we're, we coach and our kids are in baseball so when you took over that building was there any like sweet baseball equipment still left over <laughs> so you know what we did with that so i honestly i said i mean I, there, there's probably if i had to guess i'd say there's at least 30 to forty thousand dollars worth of stuff over there wow still and, yeah and and i told them i said non-negotiable because so the way it works and you know this uh, I'll, I'll shorten this answer but um you know you have a simple uh, pitching machine that has it's a single unit machine yeah it doesn't need like a central brain to it, right? Mm-hmm. So the way that they, they put that in, it looks like you have a lot in the pieces, but the aggregate is all that matters. Yeah. And so I said, you know, we could sell it, or why don't we, like, have you seen what the Cincinnati Reds are doing with the Community Foundation? Everything? Said, let's just, let's reach out to them and see if we can just donate it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, that so, so I think cool. that's what we're trying to do, because I don't think you could you could make it work individually, yeah. the way it's working, yeah, the way it's set up. We still get that right? little bar thing that's over there, though, right? You're still going to let us have that? Oh, dude. Yeah, okay. we, we will have many conversations about everything that we're going to do over there. Because I here's one no, of, I'm saying the little like the ordering desk that's up there. No, I know that that's to, yours. Okay, yeah, cool, no, cool. we haven't we haven't. We're going to put demo, that up here. We're going to put that up here, and I'm going to make Danny be bartender one day, and it's just yeah. gonna, it's just going to be a bar up here in the office space. That'd be sweet. Well, before <laughs> Sonder, before Sonder, my favorite brewery was what, Justin. Madtree. Madtree. And yeah. you know, the cool thing about, I still love that old space, yeah. is that was a Scherzinger pest control place. A lot of people don't right. know that. Yep. And so, like, even the fence they used to catch their dollars up top, that was that was where they caged all their oh, really? their, their hazardous materials. Oh, wow. And That's so really cool. Yeah, all their tables were the old doors. That's why you see a whole. Mm-hmm. So I love what they did with that. So yep. what I want to do is I want to incorporate some of the uh, the building itself yeah. and what we're doing over there. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say uh, I am excited professionally to have a room where I can sit down and close a door <laughs> and be able to have a private conversation. I'm so excited about that. Actually, yep. that didn't even cross my mind, but I 
Yeah, I might change my answer. Yeah. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not discounting all the members and meeting <laughs> yeah, all that. Like, yeah, that's yeah. all really important. Yeah. But, man, it'd be nice to have a quiet phone call every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. Four or five different places that you can do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I mean, you know, in all seriousness, I mean, and, and again, the synergies are, are endless, but think about every single month when we have to have a our ops meeting and we're sitting up here and I'm like, Hey, can you have them turn off the music right. or can you, can you do this? And we're sitting up here and the person in the back's going, what? We can't hear you like, yeah. <laughs> to be able to have a conference room, to have mm-hmm. a, a private meeting is, is going to be something that we've lacked for a long time. I will, I will say I was like, I, I've been so conditioned over the last like almost three years to just like operating in noise. Yeah. And I, I personally like that because I don't do well with silence and I don't do well with like, yeah, there's noises happening right now. Yeah. There's like a beeping going like, on right now that like, none of us hear except for Joe. He's like, like my baseline is just noise. That was right. Me. <laughs> <laughs> like when we, when we had our, uh, a steaming at like Ohio Eagle, I was like, it's like too quiet in here. Like, can they like get some like weird noises on the yeah, surround sound? Like, brewing noise, yeah. please? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with all this silence. It's weird. Um, but yes, that, that actually, I didn't think about that either. That will be really nice. So then, so then personally, I, I may be, uh, paying additional money for personal use of the podcast room, which we haven't even talked about. Cause I have like four different passion, like pet projects that I've been wanting to do for a podcast that I just don't like, I'm, I, I just don't want to be in here any more than I need to. But I, once I have a podcast studio to access there, uh, and I can, I can use this private room to do that. Um, I, I am pretty excited about that. So, well. so I'll make you a deal. Not that I don't, by the way, not that I don't love being here. But sometimes, kind of what I'm hearing. <laughs> no, sometimes when I'm done with work, I just want to. I just want to not be at work anymore. I know. You know what I, I mean? know. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal. Okay. Since we, you know, I can say personally, this is I'm being recorded. Hey, this is being recorded. I, so I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. No risk it, no biscuit. Okay. Uh, as I'm saying, I will team with you. Okay. Yep. To name that studio together as a team. Let's Ooh, go. Love that. Yes. Let's go. Okay. I think it should involve the name Cato. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, are you going to name each each conference room and everything at the... I actually thought about that. Okay. Yeah. So, so cool. everything we're doing is going to incorporate that. But that podcast studio is something, again, I, I, the, the, the options are limitless. I mean, you think about how cool would it be if you were... Um, I'll parlay this with my two. So um, did you get into your... You got you didn't get into your both, did you? Did you do personal and professional? Yeah, personally, I'm going to use the podcast room personally. All right, and professional is having a private space where yes. you can. Okay, yes. So uh, my so my oh gosh, I got to go I've a lot got, of ways. I've got some ideas for the naming conventions of the rooms. Okay, but this is like the Xavier room, the no, no, Musketeer no, no, room. That's actually a great idea. Not what I was going to pitch. Can but, we have a fighting uh, Irish room somewhere? <laughs> oh boy, my ideas are too good, so I will. Uh, Tell them to you off air. Yeah, yeah. Don't let somebody steal them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. right, So what are your two? So this is probably an overarching feeling for me. And I know that you can relate to this as much as anybody I know. Yep. My, My personal dream with this whole thing is twofold. One is seeing the enjoyment that people are going to get out of this. So when you're watching, that'll never get old. By the way, no. I mean, you think about our kids, right? Like we, you know, Chad and I were we were talking about baseball. Do you know how many baseball year-end parties I would have done here, or guys want to do a fantasy football draft, or you know, people doing retirement parties? You guys get to see it a little bit, but you have to find a little spot for them. 
you get to see them truly revel in everything that they're doing. And not only that, but Drink. you can have family members go in and do like a message in the podcast room if they wanted to create like their own message. Yeah. You know, oh, you want to take them golfing the night before in the pocket or in the uh, golf simulator. So seeing that personal enjoyment, and by the way, this will be for our kids too. Yeah. Like yeah, our kids might sure. have their grad parties here, you know, or, or maybe even a wedding here. But for me, and this is where I said you can relate to this, Justin. I cannot wait to deliver what I still think is going to be one of the coolest things in this area to the people that believed in the project. Yep. The people that said, you know what? I'm taking a chance on this. I want to become a partner. This is what I want to do. I cannot wait until we're having a meeting, drinking a cold Cato or whatever other beer they like, and, <laughs> and, and just saying, you know what? We did it. Like yeah. that to me is, is it. Professionally, it's easy. I mean, I'm moving two of my, my companies in there. Yep. You know, so that that's pretty cool. So, um, but no, it, it's it's going to hit so many levels. I'm so excited about it. There's yeah. something to be said about, um, you know, everyone wants to bet on themselves and everyone wants to, um, you know, create their own dream, but not everyone, you know, is willing to do it or thinks they can do it. Um, laying it all on the line is something that's really impressive and that a whole lot of people are willing or able to do. And just like having that confidence in yourself and your team, and your vision to bet on yourself is always insanely cool to see. I always respect it when I see people do it. Oh, and, and, and you know what's cool is look at this place. This, like, I saw, I, I hope I'm okay sharing this. I remember Dude, seeing yeah. Justin at Muirfield Village, and he knows exactly what I'm saying. I literally walked up to him. It's like the third time I'd ever met you. I met you at my basement. In my basement when you did, when you did your, your pitch meeting, yep. I met you another one other time. Yep. And, and we were an instant, you know, we yeah. were instant lovers. Yeah. So it's okay. It's like a stepbrother's thing. Yeah. For sure. I was we shocked did karate you, in the garage like the first time we hung out. I was shocked at how young you were because of your, your, your emotional. Because I look so old. Well, that and, and your EQ, you know. <laughs> it started with the look and then I'm like, man, he's really smart. So no way he's, he's 30. Um, but a lot of us don't realize that you are, I mean, it's hard. You can't replicate experience. You just no, can't. You can't. So, so thank you. So, um, but seeing your face at Mirfield was the epitome of what people go through when you're, when you're, you know, doing what we do. And, and, and that's the reason why you don't see more people seeing this through because they give up halfway through. I mean, this August of 2020 yeah. is, is when we signed the dotted line and we haven't even moved dirt. Yeah. And by the way, I'm happy we didn't because it's better now exactly. than it would have been had yeah. we rushed it. Yeah. And you look at this building, you guys are a part of something that whether you want to admit it or not, there were many days where you thought this might not ever happen. Oh, yeah. And yeah, you had yeah. to battle through that. So I appreciate that mainly because we are sitting in a place that is a direct result because of that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I appreciate both of you saying that. And, and you know, I think here's the thing, right? Is uh, I think I think people will people will tell you all the time the things the things the the juice that was that that took the most squeeze was the most worth it, right? It was the sweetest tasting juice you'd ever had. And I think at the end of the day, that's real. And people know that that's real if they've experienced it. For those that haven't, it's hard to explain. And, and, and that's okay, by the way, right? Sometimes, sometimes you get to experience some of that. Uh, and you didn't lay as much on the line, but, but it's all relative, right? Uh, Danny, you've been a part of this since our days in Acosta. And I told you, you know, straight up, I'm like, hey, if you're ever interested, I'm, I'm bringing you with me, right? And, and so from a mental, mental capacity for you, it started then, right? And, and, and yet, yeah, monetarily or physically or whatever you might say, you didn't, you didn't necessarily lay it all on the line like I might have. 
But there's still a mental battle there. And there's still a mental battle every day for Chad and for you and for, for Joe and I, right? And for, for my partners and his and everybody else that just doesn't want to get on a mic and be gregarious like we might be. But at the end of the day, there's so many people behind the scenes that are laying it all on the line every single day. And that's what makes it so much sweeter to, to Joe's point, you know, the day, and I'll be there, I'll be there the day that, that the ribbon is cut and Sherry Taylor will be there for sure. And she'll be a part of it. Who's one of my favorite humans on the planet. There will be a day that we all get to do that together. And for me, even that, as much as I got to do this, even that won't be as sweet for me as it is for you, but we'll all be doing it together, which makes it even sweeter for you. And the right? people that show up here, see, I'm, I'm the only one that's not, I'm, I'm, by the way, y'all are overhead. I'm revenue. <laughs> I just realized that you guys suck. <laughs> I'm revenue, your overhead. So, so I can. That's my good, opinion good. matters. That's good. Uh, that's good. Is that when I walk in here and and I've I've been I, so I did all the personality profile testing and everything, and and Chad, I'd bet dollars of donuts that you would actually agree with this, and I hope you're honest with me. But when, when people first meet me, and I'm not making it about me, but I can only t- use myself as an example, but I guarantee you that 8 out of 10 people think there's no way he's being genuine because a lot yeah. of people are fake, especially when they're in sales or doing whatever. But I will, I'm going to be dead serious with you. Now you've known long enough, but I don't really change much. We all have our moments, right, like at home and everything else. But I love coming in here. Yes, I, I'm addicted to one of your beers, but um, <laughs> multiple. But – you know, for me, it's just as much of a treat to see you guys, you know, and Absolutely. see that there's yeah. consistency in the faces. And it's why, oh, boy, you might have to cut this later, Justin. All right. And, and I, this, I, I, we cut very little, by the way. We okay. cut very little. All right. I just want to say this. The thing from my, from my seat, and this is not prompted by Justin, by any of you guys, any of you, but as, a, as, as, an, as an investor, okay, and as a partner in this whole project, and somebody, I think, forget what, what, how much you own of the, of the, of the project, you, you need emotional buy-in. You need cultural buy-in to things. And so it makes me so upset when people that are in their first five years of running a business, all the people on the outside want to say, well, why is this happening? Well, why isn't that happening at this timeline or whatever? I want you to stop and think about what you've gone through over the last three years, okay? And anybody that doesn't understand how hard it is, most of the people, so you made a comment earlier, I use it about Notre Dame, and you're going to roll your eyes at me. But there's an old saying about Notre Dame, those that don't get the mystique of Notre Dame, no explanation will work, and those that get it, none is needed, right? Mm -hmm. And I would say the same thing about being an entrepreneur. Yeah, you could sub out Notre Dame there for anything you want, right? (laughs) No, it only works for them. Um, (laughs) So, Revel. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. Sonder. But but honestly, like the most I would I would bet that most of the people that are going through this or ha- that are ju- that are looking with a judgeful eye, whether that's positive or negative. And by the way, I don't see in the emails. I don't even read them. Justin calls me and says, hey, I'm going through something. What do you think? I'm like, what's your gut telling you? Like, what do you think is going to be for the better good? And you've been you've been carrying that burden where you got to try to make everybody happy. It's almost like stockholders where. St- public companies have to answer to stockholders and it sometimes get in the way of making the right sometimes decision not for even, the company. Sometimes not even public companies. You know what I mean? You, uh, yeah. So mutual, <laughs> mutual companies and privately held companies. And sometimes you're, 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 you're trying to appease people at the detriment of the company. Yeah. And in reality is, is give people a sample size, right? Give people a five, six, seven year sample size and then step back and say, how are we doing? You mm. know? And I will tell you from where I sit, yeah, you've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. 
But you know what? You've made a lot of really good decisions. You've got some of the best beer in the world. You've got some of the best people in the world. And, and to me, give it a sample size. Give it five, six, seven years. Instead of everybody looking at it under a microscope, let this thing run out, you know, because what you've built was built on, on an idea, yep. right, and risk. Yep. And that, oh, it, the only constant we're going to have is change. But nobody's had to deal with the things that you guys have gone through when you started your second or third year being COVID year and everything else that has gone on. And you've redefined yourself year after year, yep. you know, and this building's not going to be any different. That was a vision that we both had. Yep. I, I appreciate you saying that. It's, you know, it's apt. Yeah. You know, it's something that um, I did this exercise recently. Um, because I'm, I'm coming up on three. Somebody just riff a guitar. No, that I was, think that was the gong show. <laughs> I, I, I hit the spring. I hit my spring. Sorry. Pretty sure that was the gong show. Did Jimmy Hendrix did you just gong? come back from the dead? That did was wild. You, did you gong me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a bad take. He gong. Uh, I did this exercise the other day because um, I am coming up on three years. And if you if you evaluate it week by week... You know, it doesn't feel like a lot changes in my day-to-day from week to week. But uh, if you evaluate it from what were you doing for the first six months you were here and then the second six months and then the third six months, and it's if you just, you know, I, I look at life at, like, seasons, and if you look at the different seasons of what I've been doing at Sonder and what we've all been doing here at Sonder, it's, it's amazing to think about what we were doing when we first started. You know, it was like just the trying to make ends meet and trying to make it to the next day and uh, just understanding what needed to get done to get to the next day. And now it's, you know, we're an established business. We're an established brand. Like we're planning way out in the future now because we know we can. We know we're going to warrant it. Um, It's the best thing we can do for our business. Uh, It's really exciting to have seen that come to fruition after all those months of, you know, doing the little things because they mattered and they needed to get done. And just, you know, we Justin made the joke with Chad earlier about, um, you know, is Chad our director of sales? Is he our delivery driver? Is he out selling beer? Like it's the little things that add up that makes this place run. And, you know, Chad won't be delivering beer in two, three, four, five, six years, but uh, hopefully. If I have to be, I will. Right. I know, like, but and, and that's, that's the thing, right? But, and but that's the mentality of everybody on this team. Yeah, and it's uh, going back to baseball. I think about this because my son's in winter workouts right now, and Joe, I'm sure yours is too. You can't be on the baseball field playing actual games right now, but you're in the shop working on fundamentals. You're working on little things. You're working on hand placement. You're working on release points. You're doing all the small things right mm-hmm. to build for the next season, mm-hmm. right? And that's what we've always done: is just do the little things right and do all the little things right, turn into big things, right? Sure. Yeah. There should be no job that's beneath the leader. Correct. Honestly. And, and I remember and you guys, and you, when you all were first starting, you all were slinging drinks back behind the bar and doing things. But, you know, Simon Sinek uh, has a book called Leaders Eat Last. Leaders Eat Last is one of my favorite books. Hey, come have a beer with me on Christmas Eve. I'll be behind the bar slinging. I was about to say, like, Justin's the okay. president and CEO, and he works New Year's Eve every year. Or uh, Christmas Eve, Both, sorry. both, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's important though. And, and like you said, delivering when during COVID, I mean, Brad, Brad Meisner and Jen, now they live in my neighborhood, but they were like, yeah, you tell us what you want and we'll deliver it. Yeah. Shocker what it was, but, um, <laughs> you know, How but much they, catered you? Yeah, actually we got a lot of different things and, and I'm going to talk about my, one of my, if we get to it, I hope I get to my top five, but, um, one of the beers I won't mention now was, was on the delivery, but I think that's important because it, it builds a culture. You know, I really do think it does. And I meant what I said. Like, you guys, when I walk in 
and they all greet like, Hey, how all of them, you know, not just, not just your leadership team, but Mark behind the bar, Dave, yep. like all these guys, Dave even remembers that, that Bob is a close friend of ours. And he's like, where's Mr. Bob? Where's he at? You yep. know? And, and th- those things go a long ways because you, you've built, you know, a family culture here, which is huge. We don't have, we have a very talented leadership team, but our entire team is talented, like yep. top to bottom. Um, whether you're making the beer, marketing it, selling it, pouring it, um, whether it's the customer experience you're focusing on, whether it's the brand, whether it's selling it, whether it's making it, um, there's a lot of love in this place and a lot of um, enjoying of what you do. And that goes a long way. And it doesn't matter what part of the company you are. Like it all matters and it all adds up. And now you, yep. now you and your team get to be a part of that, right? Yeah. Which is, which is to add to the, to the list of things I'm excited about. I can't wait. All right, let's get into it. You alluded to it. We're going to end with this. All right. All right. All right. Before we hit our last segment. So, all right, give us your five favorite Sonder beers of all time. All right, so ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this I'm gonna make this uh, different. Okay, we all know Cato's number one. You can't go Cato. Give us five other beers you love. Yeah, it, I mean we haven't. I don't even know if we've said it explicitly, but we've joked about it that how much you love Cato. Well, I, I get it. I mean, it's kind of like saying whether the best college football brands. You're just like, okay, Notre Dame's number one, so give me the other ones. Here right? we are. Okay. Here we are. Right, I assume so, you just have a southern accent now uh, as well. <laughs> My family's here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What an idiot. Anyway. <laughs> You have to be excited about Marcus Freeman, though. Oh, my gosh. What a great dude, man. Yeah, you yeah. talk about a guy that's galvanized the community. Um, so, yeah. So, all right. Man. All right. That actually makes it easier because I was already thinking, like, working backwards. Okay. I'm going to go number five. I'm going to do something fun here. Well, you're going to oh, go in order. Rank them. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 So, number five was actually a beer, but it was done in the version of a shot. And I got to go number five. Because it was served by Justin in a really cool way is a big John shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Can we say it like Ooh, that? Big jo- yeah. Can hey, I get a big John I, shot? I, I, listen, I would Big John right now. All I right. would like I would like Big John back just so we could do Big John shots. Big John shots were fun for a long time. <laughs> for, t- for a very t- long time, <laughs> Big John shots were fun. Hey, we may or may not be we may or may not have barrel aged Big John coming. No, we should. It was a delicious beer. I didn't realize we have it in barrels. We we may or may not. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that means I don't know what we game may. we're playing right now. <laughs> Here's the game. It's been discussed. Okay, we, we it's may. Been discussed. It means we may. It's um, as our as our barrel program increases. It's yeah. on. It's on the list of discussion. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Out of a hundred percent, how many times when somebody has ever said to you, "We may or we may not," how many times has it been "may not"? <laughs> Never. Okay. Yeah. So, so Big John's shot would be number five. Okay. okay. Number four. I'm going to do this because. I've got I've got to say I got to say that it is one of the most unique tasty beers that I've ever had in my life. I got to go Kenosha Kickers. Okay, yep, yep. yep. love it. Love and it. I remember bringing our whole high school crew here. We did our friends mess, and then we came here after Tony's steakhouse. Parents, high school parents, not the high school kids. Um, <laughs> I just want to make that clear. They look twenty one. They, del- they look they look twenty one. Good delineation. There. Kids are different now. Right, <laughs> they're built different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're my age, so they're thirty. Right. So, um, yeah, so we we came and I bought I bought. I'm like, oh, I was, I was feeling no pain, right? So I'm like, oh, we're getting everybody hats. We're drinking these beers. I bought six of those hats. I'm like, oh my god, I know there was sixty bucks each. So I, I jammed jammed up the merch sales that day. Love but it. it was fun wearing those hats, drinking the beer. I thought that was really awesome. Um, all right, so that's Kenosha four. Kickers is also in my uh, list of twelve beers in my top five. Mm. It is. It's a tough. It's it's a tough uh, leave off for mine. 
It is. Yeah, it, it is. It, it, it is on my short list of honorable mentions. Favorite mm-hmm. adjuncted beers we do. Yeah. That's not just like a base style. Yeah. Because we I don't, know, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but like that's one of my favorite things that we do as a company. Like we have to like categorize, <laughs> delineate, all. categorize things so that we can put it in our top five. Yeah. This What's your top di- favorite beers that don't have an adjunct? This is, this What's is, your top five favorite <laughs> beers that are German style? This is my favorite adjuncted 16 ounce beer that we've released in the last three months. <laughs> <laughs> How many qualifiers do you this need to put really, on to put something in your really top five? Really specific list. <laughs> this, is a, this is in my top five of beers that are dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, go no. ahead, Joe. All right, okay. number three. All right, uh, number three would be one that I think you guys should do more of. Okay. And, and my boy Mark Mueller will love this. The Blood Orange Blanc is okay. so good. Okay. That was the sleeper of our 2020 anniversary. Yep. Oh, one, my gosh. That one was delicious. That was one that, you know, it might have gotten a tad more love if it had released on its own, but we yeah. released it with so many good beers. I think a lot of people slept on it. Uh, not that it did bad or anything, but I, I don't think it got the love that it deserved. That was mm-hmm. a great beer. It's yep. so good. That was one that uh, – throw that in my top five breakfast beers list. <laughs> <laughs> like on the cereal? No, no, just top five. Uh, top five beers top five you're having beers for you, breakfast. Because I think that would be good with Fruity Pebbles. I can, but, I can yeah? see that. Yeah. Instead of milk, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two. It's got to be record hop volume four. Four? Okay. Okay. It might be three. What was the strata hop? That was two. Citra strata was two. That's the one. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Two. I had an even That number. one was delicious. That was my that that one was so good. They're all good, by the way. Yep, love every one of them. That one was different. The one, the one, the two that seem to be standing out to me the most, anecdotally from from consumers, is two and six. This latest, yeah, one. six is being yeah. received. Very, Four was very the Northern well. Hop, wasn't it? Uh, five, five, five was the Northern. Four, uh, I don't remember what four was. Amarillo and something maybe. Yeah, funny enough, three was my favorite. I loved Lotus. Lotus was three. Yeah. Lotus and Amarillo, I think, was three. Yeah, Lotus hops were delicious. Yeah, two uh, was six two is was my it. favorite. Okay, <laughs> I do like the new one. So Brad yeah. brought it over yeah. Friday night, and we had that at the Lyman's house. That was really good. Shocking that Brad brought over an IPA. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. now he's on his, his Yellowstone kick though, so he's drinking Coors Banquet. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> Brad's trying to be ripped. I love Coors Banquet. Let's Are go. you a Yellowstone guy? Hell yeah! All right, as soon as Mike's cut, we're talking about this. All right, I'm two episodes from live. All right, yeah. So Br- Brad's my man. I love it. He's like. They, call, Dude, they you, call them yellow jackets on the show. Oh, oh nice. Love that. All right. Yeah. Love they, call, that. they call Coors Banquets yellow He'll jackets. They'll post up at the bar and he'll go, give me 40 yellow jackets. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> I love that. The yeah. old cowboy? Man, oh. we got oh, – right. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. As soon as, as, soon as Mike's cut, we'll yeah. go. Our listeners All don't right. care about your and I's opinions <laughs> on Yellowstone. So we'll keep uh, going. Brad, but I love how Brad delivered that. He didn't say Yellow Jacks. I got to get on him. Yeah, you got to – he's not paying good enough attention. He's got he's to listen to the details. They yeah, call him yeah. Yellow Jacks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, number one is, is a beer that I cannot believe that you guys haven't brought back. Do you know what I'm going to tell you? I think, but keep going. It's got to be buzzword. Okay. Oh man. Okay. That, that one w- comes up on the show a lot, just because I feel like we all. Really that was my it. Uh, beer. We didn't. We didn't brew last year. We yeah, it was. The beer before that I wanted to bring back was buzzword. We have yeah, so many qualifiers of lists. It was so smooth. Our IPL is going to be sexy at some point. Man, I hope so. I hope so as well. Yeah, yeah. I can get behind that as well. And by the way, Jen does such a good job on the label and everything else. Oh, and I got to yeah. say, because I had this all prepared, but you took away my number one. But I got to just say, in terms of Cato. Okay, you're not taking my Cato time away. You go to a lot of breweries, and they do a lot of things well. Like, I will say, you betcha is a great seller here, right? But there are a lot of hazies, right? But when you have a beer that nobody else has done well, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to pick on everybody else, but, well, you all suck. 
Nobody has done a coffee beer with a light, crisp flavor like Cato. Nobody. And here's the cool thing about it. It flies under the radar, but it's, like, massive in its power, exactly like the person who has the name of it. Yeah, that's true. Like, Cato, the, the kid. Do you, suppose you'll ever, do you suppose you'll ever love your kids as much as you love Cato, the beer? I tell them every night I'm going to try. I'm going to work hard. <laughs> and I just don't know if I'm ever going to get there. But it's a tall I, task. I kind of, like, when Cato shows, he's at my house a lot. Like, yeah. I see him, like, five days a week, right? Yeah. I kind of feel like he's my favorite child. <laughs> I mean, you actually love him more than Tommy? Uh, you know, Tommy knows. Tommy, I love you, buddy. Like, you know, Sarah, Kalen, you guys are two, three, and four in, in any order. Put it in order. Kato's number one. That's good. That's good. Kato is awesome. I do yep. love Kato. Gentle giant, man. Yeah. A lot like the beer. Good point. And a, and a wonderful human being. Yes. Oh, he is yeah. just, he is everything that anybody would want in a kid. Yes. For sure. So. Uh, Danny, you want to hit that last segment? What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Yeah, tonight I'm wondering. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Is it a cover band in some college town bar? Where's nine 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 guitar? Is it something to get you through? That was the fastest I've ever seen you move. That was four three forty speed right there, I think. Yeah, and I'm gonna breathe heavy for like an hour. And a half. <laughs> the one of the uh, one of the few rules here on Sandra's story is that you can't cheers with an empty glass, and Justin had an empty glass, so we ran to get a little bit more during that intro. Yeah, which I'm sure not, not a long intro, but you made it. Not a long intro, despite what some people may think. <laughs> right. um, well, if mine gone empty, you would have heard that alarm again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that alarm may still be on. It's just always on when you're because in the I'm building. Below half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always yeah, below so like, half. I was in Kroger the other day. I heard a uh, security panel in aisle seven, sector four. I'm like, we're in Kroger. What are they doing? <laughs> sector <laughs> four. <laughs> it's like all code. I'm like, so, we all know what you're saying. Anyway, somebody took ahead. the extra Greek yogurt out of the out of <laughs> yeah. the cooler. Yeah. We're good. Uh, all right, Joe. So you know the drill. You're a listener of Sonder Stories, uh, but given that this is your first uh, first appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll let you give us two. Now, we'll go first, mm-hmm. so that way you have some time to, to make sure you're ready to go. Okay. What we're going to ask for is give us a, one of your favorite songs of all time, okay. and then a song that you currently have on repeat that you're just, you're just burning up right now. Okay. Uh, Danny, why don't you kick us off? Uh, I'm going back to the country well for the first time in a while. Okay. Uh, very unseasonal-like for me, but uh, I, I, I really like Luke Combs. Uh, Dude. His, his country music is kind of growing on me. God. You're going to take Chad's song. You're going to take my song. Yep. Was yours going to be doing this? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Is this the first time that we've had two people with the same song? You guys Probably. are Spider-Man memeing each other. Yeah. Hey, let's not even, let's just, let's just keep it between you and me, Chad. We don't even have to, one of us doesn't have to pivot. Let's just both do it. Both this is, of you so, can this is so cute. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, in all, in all, uh, in defense, in fairness, in anything, that song is, if that doesn't get you in the feels. I know. Dude. Well, and actually... And I can relate to it. I didn't realize this podcast was going to be so self-reflective. I enjoyed that it was. Um, but that song makes me feel that way, too, where it's like, you know, obviously it's a little unrealistic to think that if I wasn't here, I'd be at a different brewery. But I, th- I just think that if I wasn't here, I had this itch at my old job, and I felt this way that, you know, if I wasn't here, I'd, I'd still be creating. I'd still be, um, you know, 
pushing along something that I believe in and, you know, finding a job that I really care about and a place that I believe in and doing something that I really enjoy. And that's the emphasis of that song as well. Uh, I just think it's really cool that, you know, he's like, dude, if I wasn't a big country star, I'd be at a local bar. I'd still be controlling the crowd, right? Yeah. I'd still have the crowd in the palm of my hand. Yeah. That song, yeah. I love. Yeah. It's tough to say that song bangs because it's a ballad, but it's so good. I it's saw, my favorite Luke Combs song. I, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. You you heard it before I did, told me about it. And yeah, now the first time every you played playlist it was I've on made like the, uh, the CMAs last month. Yep. It was the first time it was performed. And I was listening to it live, and I was like, this is the best Luke Combs. And I love Luke Combs. Yeah. It was the best song I ever heard. I'll send you guys a video. Uh, I saw a video. Someone recorded him singing it at – I want to go to a Luke Combs concert, but it was a, Same. It was a video of him singing it at a concert. And – this dude throws a party at concerts. Yeah. Like he like walks around with a red solo. He cup. has a red solo cup the whole, and, yeah, he, yeah. and he's just chugging out of like it. A, they refill I, it. I saw like a super badass video of like him singing a song and him just like punting it into the crowd, yeah. like full of liquor. <laughs> like I was like, I, I I know this dude throws a party at concerts, but like him singing that song, it's like he puts the solo cup down, puts the mic in the stand, and just like stands there and sings. I was like, you know that. I, I like that about concerts too, like live music. That like you can almost feel. It, it's not a big difference, but if you really know, if you're intimate with the artist, like you kind of understand and know like which ones really oh, yeah. hit home and like have a like special place in the artist's heart. And like I know that like Luke Combs like wrote that one himself because he feels that, uh, and it's just something that I respect the dude. Uh, yep, makes really good music. Uh, he's maybe an untraditional country artist, but. Uh, Dude writes some really good songs, and I really want to go to a concert because he looks like he throws a party. Uh, Chad and I were supposed to go to a Luke Combs concert back yeah. in, back during COVID. Really? Yep. Um, so during the shutdown, I guess I should say COVID is still a thing. But yeah. I think every year around Christmas time, there's this picture of like the Griswold house with all the Christmas lights, and then there's the neighbor next door that just wrote ditto on a sign with an arrow pointing <laughs> to the so other house. <laughs> That's yeah. what I want to say here. It's just like yeah. everything Danny just said, ditto. I'm just pointing at all of Danny's <laughs> Christmas lights right now, yeah. and uh, we can move on. Yeah. Same song, same sentiment. Chad uh, uh, and I, uh, our running bit is that um, we'll do emotional support beers at the bar at, during happy hour some days, and uh, him and I feel like we're doing this journey together a little bit, whether it's uh, getting our COVID shots or working at Sonder. But yeah. uh, it's cool that we had this moment, actually. I, I think that's awesome. Yeah, and the fact that it was you brought country back, not in country time for you. Yeah. Yeah, it was it a lot of season for me, but yeah. I really like the song. I, I'm a late bloomer to the song. It's been Very, out for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably a couple months now yeah, at this point, I guess. The last couple weeks, I've really gotten Very kismet. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Callback. Uh, I am still in, in Christmas music season. Um, I think last episode I did the Eagles version. Yeah. Uh, uh, this song, this week I'm going to go with one of my favorites. Again, uh, White Christmas by the Drifters. Okay. Yep, another uh, good one. If that doesn't take you straight to Home Alone, then check your pulse. You love Home Alone. But uh, I'm, I've, I've watched Home Alone now on like four straight nights with my kids. And so in the morning I play that song. And uh, before we watched Home Alone, they thought it was boring. They're like, can you change this song? And now that it's on Home Alone and they know it from Home Alone, they love it. So that's that's it's one of Tommy's favorite movies. Dude, it's the best. Yeah. Uh, all right. You're up. You're up, Big Joe. So one song. I'm going to throw one that you guys – you may have not even heard this guy ever. Like, okay. He's he's a, a new guy. I heard him when he was opening for Zach Brown. Okay. Have you guys heard of Teddy Swims? No. Oh. All right. So the song that you guys played into this is oh, one I, I love. I know this guy. Yeah. Your mic's out. Oh, 
So Your mic's Chris, still Chris off, Stapleton's dude. What He Listened To is a fantastic song. Yeah. I would like to go something with like my favorite band, which is OAR or like okay. James Taylor, John John Mayer. Um, I'm aware of how this might sound to you listeners, um, but Teddy Swims, I'm telling you, there's a song called Bed on Fire. You got to load it and listen to it. Bed, like B E D? B E D, Bed okay. on Fire. Oh, and I thought it was like Bed on Fire. I thought you were describing my weekend. Me well, <laughs> pretty much every weekend for me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, literally, if Vegas allowed it, I would burn most of my tickets right after I put yeah, it. It's just more efficient that <laughs> yeah. way. I mean, why, you know, just go ahead and do it now. Right. You know? um, yeah, it's uh, it's a uh, bet. The thing that's like second, uh, the second most painful uh, loss <laughs> is a uh, you know a lover <laughs> next to a bet. But uh, <laughs> there bet you go. There's fire. a new soundbite for your intro. Bet yes. on fire by Teddy Swim. Would you believe me if I told you that I know this song? I love it. It is amazing. Get out of here. For yeah. real? I swear to God. And you yeah. guys would not even, you would not believe the sound that comes out of this guy's mouth when you look, like, he is Yeah, he stud. does not, he simply does not, like, you, like, try and picture what this guy looks like when you listen to the song, not what he looks like. All right, well. Not give, even close. Give us one of your favorite OAR songs while he cues this up for our outro. Oh, gosh. I would say um, Rhythm of Your Shoes. Okay. Uh, Crazy Game of Poker. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I like uh, About Mr. Brown. I mean, I could go on and on. Do you I, like any of the newer stuff? I do. I mean, I, I still do. I, I think there's still. Of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like shattered pe- isn't bad. And peace, peace is Dude, really peace cool. Peace gives me chills. Yeah, yeah. And they have, um, uh, they have some 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 really good newer stuff. I like the older stuff that involves like you know seven horns, a oh, drummer, yeah. four guitarists. How many times have you seen them in concert? Uh, so ironically, I actually saw them at Miami University. They played a quick set at a bar. You know, when Brick I was Street? in school there. No, it was actually Stadium. Okay. When Stadium was a bar there. Okay. Um, but, you know, uh, so live. So it was both of my daughter's first concerts. That's So cool. in one fell swoop, I knocked two things off at once. They smelled their first smell of marijuana <laughs> in their first concert in, the, in, in, one, in one hit. No pun intended. No. Oh, um, nice. But I, I'm probably nine or ten live. Okay. Um, and, and Rebecca's always in when we want to do a date night. We watch them indoors too at TAF, which is pretty cool. But I still think they're an outdoor. But they got to be the main act, not an opener. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, then yeah. they get the whole benefit of like yeah. two hours of jam session. Love that. Hey, uh, cue me up here with his, with his, uh, was it Teddy Swims? Is that what he said? And you got to let this song play out a little bit because the chorus is amazing. This guy opened for Zach Brown. Uh, when I saw him, Leon Bridges opened for Zach Brown. He always I, I has saw the more. same thing. He always has you were great there as opening well. acts. Mm-hmm. This guy will do his own tour eventually. Yeah, he is already. Oh, really? Good. And he's, he's, got that, a, he's that talented, in my opinion. Teddy swims. Yeah, and he's got a, he's got a Christmas album too. Okay, Dude, we should got, we should ping him on this. Yeah, he's got pipes. Yeah, there you go. Now you're getting to the good stuff. Like I'm having a moment with you guys. Right yeah, now. that's okay. Our listeners will be right here with us. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm here. You for guys this. are in now. I'm here for this. this. And right, he's better live. Yeah. Oh, I bet. This Dude. this this transfers live for sure. Oh, hey, Joe. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. Thank you. Well man. overdue. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Hey, love you guys. We cheers. doing a cheers. Too, cheers. cheers All right. I'm glad I got to revel in this with you guys. Drink. <laughs>